Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. Father God, we are so grateful that you love us so much that you offer us adoption into your family to be your children, to be sons and daughters of God so that there is nothing we can have to fear. Father, we live in a world that thrives on fear, that encourages fear, even in our own selves, even in our own thoughts. We feel those. Many of us have gone through a year where there have been all kinds of fears, health fears, job fears, relationship fears. As we enter this new year, Father, may we claim who you are and whose we are that we might be free, that we might be children of God, that we may not run away, but run to you. We pray, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a seat here as we do this. And I I wanted to, um, before we begin, Many of you are aware of the um, helicopter that crashed in Galveston Bay a few days ago, and um, uh, Ruth Mortensen's uh, husband, Dustin, died in that crash. Um, They're a part of our church family. Uh, we don't have any details in terms of service or anything like that, but pray for both of those, those men's families. Uh, we can't imagine what they're going through. Many of you are military or have been in the military, and um, I can't. I, I know this. Nothing like this can ever be easy, but we do pray for them and um, offer our love and our support to their families. And uh, I hope you'll be you'll continue praying for them. Just to give you a little setting for what we're doing this morning. And this may, some of you may think, well, that's kind of an interesting place to start. In the 7th century B.C., all right, so we go back a ways, the kingdom of Judah was led by kings like Manasseh and Ammon, who were not faithful to God, who did everything they could essentially to, to wipe out uh, a lot of the, the ways that people worshiped and served God. And the result was that they were, in fact, the Bible will show, they were leading their nation to destruction. Finally, Ammon was deposed, and his son, eight-year-old Josiah, was put in his place. Josiah was, was raised to be a faithful follower of God, and he began to institute reforms that eliminated a lot of the idolatry and false worship that had become the norm. And in the midst of these reforms, believe it or not, the, the temple, the main place where worship went in the Jewish faith, had really fallen in disrepair and into disuse. And so he had them go in and actually clean it up. And in cleaning it up, they found what they called the Book of the Covenant. Now, we're not exactly sure of the full extent of what the Book of the Covenant was. It's never, it's never completely spelled out. It certainly most likely included the Book of Deuteronomy. It may have included all five books, first books of, the, of what we call the Old Testament. Um, it, it's, it's hard for us to imagine that God's Word could be dis, lost, displaced, 
put away. But yet if we stop and if we think about it honestly, we may know where the book is, but we may not know much about the book. We may not spend much time in the book. We may dismiss the book. And so perhaps what happened 2,600 years ago isn't as different as what's happening often in our world today. And it's important to once again find God's word and commit to it. Josiah realized how far his nation had drifted from the Lord, and he called for a time of renewal. And, and this is what happened in 2 Kings chapter 23. Then the king sent, and all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem were gathered to him. And the king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests and the prophets, all the people, both small and great, in other words, everyone, And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people joined in the covenant. And notice, Josiah called all the people to make this covenant before the Lord. We can think of a covenant as really kind of like a a committed, a binding relationship, Uh, like a marriage covenant would be one example. God made covenants with his people, and a distinguishing fact of those covenants was that God was always faithful. God never, never failed in his covenants. That's why we can stand here today and, and stand on the word of God and we can, we can trust him because he proved himself over and over again to be faithful regardless of how others acted. The prophet Jeremiah, possibly inspired by Josiah, they were contemporaries and certainly led by God, spoke of a new covenant that wasn't based on an external document only but, but in our hearts. He said, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. 600 years Later, Jesus came upon the scene demonstrating perfectly how this covenant was to be lived out with God. At the Last Supper, Jesus said that his death on the cross was the defining basis for this new covenant. In Luke 22, it says Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given to you for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. And the key to this new covenant was and is faith and trust in Jesus Christ. 
that he is who he says he is, and he does what he says he will do. And, and I, I want to be real clear. It's not a commitment to legalism, to rules. It is a commitment to a person, to an individual. And if we're committed to him, we trust him, we follow him, we obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's not about following the rules. It's about loving and therefore obeying. The evidence of a covenant is a desire and an intention to trust Christ and keep his commandments, which is, which is proof of our love for him. If we, if we say we love him and we don't seek to obey, we don't seek to spend time with him, then how can we say we love him? When we commit our lives to Christ, that's what we're saying, that I trust Jesus Christ with my life and allow him to save me, but also to lead me forward from this day on. It's not just some singular event in the past, but something that continues on today, on and on. He is Savior and Lord, not just one or the other. He took our place as our mediator to free us. In Hebrews it says that that is why Christ is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. Now, admittedly, we're imperfect beings, imperfect followers. And, And even as we try to follow Christ, we still are capable of sinning. Like sheep, uh, we, we start grazing on grass. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been around sheep. I've been out to West Texas hunting and, and watch sheep. And honestly, they're some of the most aggravating creatures in the world. You know, uh, they're, they're stubborn. They're, they're, and, and when they get their head down and they start eating, it's interesting to watch. Sometimes I would see a group of sheep come in and and the group would kind of be moving in this general direction, but you would start to see individual sheep finding tufts of grass or, or feed or something like that, and they would go, and they just, they keep their head down. They're not looking up. They're not paying attention. And all of a sudden, it's just kind of fun to watch. Sometimes, after about 10 or 15 minutes, you'll see one of the sheep raise its head, and it's all alone, and it starts bleeding, and it starts looking and often running back to the crowd. But sometimes the crowd has moved on and it does not see where they are. And it's so easy before long to just drift out, maybe not even intentionally, but be far from where we want to be. It's it's amazing how often the Bible talks about us being like sheep. We need reminders we need things to pull us back and communion is is one of those reminders jesus said we are to do this in remembrance of him to draw us back and we offer communion the first sunday of every month here at gateway 
But great men and women of God down through the centuries have discovered the value, much as, as Josiah demonstrated, of the people of God gathering together to hear and renew together our covenant with God through Jesus Christ. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, began such a practice in the 1700s, typically offering it on New Year's Day. The service typically included a time of confession, followed by an invitation and covenant prayer, and then often concluding with communion. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We're not simply making resolutions. The covenant that we're going to use dates back to the time of John Wesley, and while much of the, the language has, has been updated, much of this is still very similar to those earlier covenants that call us to focus the entirety of our lives on Jesus. And for those of us who are already followers of Christ, my hope and prayer is that on this January 1st, we are here together to renew that covenant that each of us made at some point in our lives with Jesus. For those of us who have not committed our lives to Christ, I want to invite you to consider doing that this morning as a way of starting this new year differently. If you're here Maybe you've been exploring for a while. Maybe, maybe today is the first time you've been here. I don't know. But it is our conviction that God has drawn you here, loves you, has more for you than you can imagine. And I don't mean that that works itself out into money or jobs. I mean in your heart, in your soul, in the value and the purpose and the importance of your life. And maybe today is the way to start this new year, not with a resolution that will soon be broken, but with a commitment that in, in making the commitment is not just a decision, but it welcomes God's spirit to come and live within us so that we no longer do this by ourselves, but we are empowered by his spirit. So I want to encourage you, use this covenant as, as an intentional act of commitment and if you choose to do that today, in a few weeks, we'll have baptisms as a way for you to, to outwardly mark that as Christians through the centuries have done. And, and if you make that decision, tell someone. Don't keep it to yourself. Tell someone today. Now, in making this commitment, this covenant, we're going to give you the opportunity to not simply hear me say the words, but for you to join in. So we're going to show parts of this on screen for you. There are going to be places for you to confess, for all of us to confess, it's not just you, it's me, and all of us to acknowledge what we're doing and pray and, and in addition to what I'm going to be reading. We have made copies of what we call the invitation and the prayer that are available as you go out. If you would like to pick one of that, these up, and in fact, on the back of it is a place for you to sign and date it. If this is something that as you start the new year, you say, I want to kind of lock this down. I want to note this. I want to, I want to signify this. And maybe this is something you do and you set some place where you can see it as a, as a daily reminder of this journey you're on. If you want to do that, please. Our ushers will have them as you go out the three main doors, and I, and I hope you will. Because we're called to lead all of us to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And that's what we, we want to help you do in this new year, to commit to Christ and growing in that relationship, to connect with others 
and, and the Believe study is gonna be a great opportunity to do that if you haven't done that. To serve as a way of living out our faith. Jesus said, I came not to be served, but to serve. This is how we follow him. And to share, that we, we give away what we have received. It's not for us alone, but to give. So look into that. And to go deeper in your own journey, on our Find It page, you'll find uh, information about Bible reading plans and information about the Believe study if you want to dig more. But at this point, I want to turn us then to confession. Our mission and goal in life is to live as fully devoted followers or, or disciples of Jesus Christ. But the truth is we all fall short. So I invite you to humbly confess the truth of your sins, of our sins to God, so we don't deceive ourselves. Let us pray as we read on screen. Father God, you have shown us the way to live our lives through your Son, Jesus Christ. However, it is with great sadness and shame that we confess we haven't always focused on knowing him better or following him more consistently. You've called us to this, but there are times when we failed to make this a priority in our lives. We've gladly accepted all your gifts, yet seldom lived with gratitude to you. We confess that we sin. Father, forgive us when we fail to love and worship you well. When we fail to pray, or pray more often for ourselves than for others. When we sometimes live as though you don't exist. When we neglect to love and care for others. When we fail to tell others the good news of Jesus Christ. When we sometimes just pretend about our faith. Forgive us when we waste the time, talent, and treasure you have entrusted to each one of us. Forgive us when we make excuses for our sins. Forgive us when we intentionally fail to accept responsibility for our faith and live in ways that are not pleasing to you. Forgive us when we've been unwilling to confront evil with good and, and too often have not been ready or willing to carry our cross. Forgive us when we have not allowed your love to work in us and through us and beyond us for the sake of others. Forgive us when we avoid both the sufferings of others and suffering for you. Forgive us when we work against unity and, and instead tear down the body of Christ through unkind criticism and gossip. Forgive us when we have failed to try to make things right or reconcile with others. Forgive us also for these sins that we now silently in our own minds confess to you, Father. Jesus name we pray amen and this is the good news the, the Bible tells us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so in the name of Jesus Christ the good news for us today on this first day of January is your sins my sins our sins are forgiven through Christ thanks be to God 
with our sins forgiven then. Let us now commit ourselves to be servants of Jesus Christ in this new year. Let's make this a a total and complete commitment that we belong to him. Using some very traditional language, Jesus Christ has left us many things to do. Some are easy and honorable, but some are hard and won't bring us any recognition. Some line up with our desires and interests, but others are the very opposite of those. And some we will please, both Christ and ourselves, but there are other acts of faith and obedience where we cannot please Christ except by taking up our cross and denying ourselves. The power and strength to live as true servants of Jesus Christ is given to us as we live in Christ. We accept the place and work that he gives us, recognizing that he alone will be our reward. Jesus, I commit my life fully to you and seek to follow you daily. Help me be your servant. Help me follow your commands. I will no longer follow my own desires. I give myself completely to your will. I am not my own. I am yours alone. Make me into what you will. Place me with those you will. Put me to use for you. Put me to suffering for you. Let me be employed for you. Let me be set aside or left out for you. Let me be lifted high for you. Let me brought low for you. Let me be full or let me be empty. Let me have all things or let me have nothing. With a willing heart, I freely give myself and everything I possess to your pleasure and disposal. Christ is Savior to all those who are committed to him and choose to be his true servants. To be his servant is to choose to agree fully to his will, to make him not just Savior but also Lord. Christ accepts nothing less. Live out this holy covenant or commitment by setting apart some time each day to spend alone with Christ. Let him assure you of his love, that you are a child of God, and, and, and he loves and cares and accepts you. Take time to confess your sins to him. Daily recommit yourself to him and choose to obey him in his commands throughout your day. Take time to worship him and be in community worship every week. Do not trust in your own strength and power, but rely upon God's promise that he will give you the grace and strength you need for today. In this way, he will empower you to keep your promise. With his power, decide in each circumstance not to give in to your former ways, but trust and follow Christ. Be prepared to renew this commitment and covenant each day. And now, would you join me? Let us pray together. Holy God, for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, I surrender my life to you and claim you as my Lord and my God. Forgive my lack of faithfulness when I fail to do your will. You promise mercy if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you rid yourself of every idol in your life and place Jesus Christ at the center of your life. By turning against your will or even being ambivalent about your will, I recognize I have turned my love toward the world. From the bottom of my heart, I renounce and reject every idol and false god in my life, making a covenant with you that in every situation, 
By your power, I will seek to not sin. Through your spirit, help me watch for and run from any temptation that leads me away from you. I vow to give all of myself, body, mind, and soul, to be your servant, serving you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. Jesus Christ is the only way and means to God. God has given us Jesus as the way and means to salvation. For some here, we're reaffirming this commitment, but for some today, this commitment is for the first time as a way to mark the beginning for new life in this new year and forever. Jesus, I here and now accept you as the way, the truth, and the life. I join myself in covenant with you. I accept you as my Lord and leader. I renounce my own will and take your will as my own. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. Jesus, I accept whatever comes in life, especially because of my obedience to you. Through your grace, I accept and promise that neither life nor death nor anything else in all creation will separate me from you. God has given us holy laws as the rule for our lives. Father, all your laws are holy, just, and good. I accept them as the rule for my thoughts, words, and actions, promising I will strive to order my whole life around your will. I will not neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows you, even the thoughts of your heart. Oh God, you know that we have sought to be sincere in making this covenant today. If you find anything false in us, guide us and help us to set it right. All glory be to you, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You created me in your image for an eternal relationship with you. You have loved me and washed away my sin by your own blood. You have turned and transformed my heart from sin to God. I commit to my relationship with you. Through your infinite grace, I am your servant. You are mine and I am yours. So be it. May this covenant that I've made here on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. so Jesus, on that last night, he was with his disciples in reminding them of what mattered, broke the bread and said, this is my body given for you. Eat it as often as you will in remembrance of me. And likewise, after the supper, he took the cup and he passed it among his friends and he said, drink from this, all of you, for this is my blood of a new covenant poured out for you, for many, we would say for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you will in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, pour out your love and on these gifts of bread and wine and make them me for us, the body and blood of Christ, that we may be the body of Christ redeemed by his blood, Make us one with Christ, one 
with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ returns and we feast together at his heavenly banquet. Until that day, enable us to trust you more, to live for you daily, to lead others to you. Help us to, to commit. Help us to connect. Help us to serve. Help us to share as the fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. As we receive this gift, may it be a way of solidifying our, our, our hearts with you that this covenant would not be words, but they would be our lives. We ask this, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This time I want to invite our servers to come forward. And I'll be serving them and then giving you some instructions about where they will be that you may be served as well. As our servers are being served, let me just give you a little insight of how we do this here. We'll have four stations across the front at the heads of each of the aisles and three across the back. And we welcome you to come and receive this gift. That's what it is, it's a gift. Uh, it's the greatest gift any of us can receive. It's a reminder of all that God has done for us in Jesus Christ. We invite you to come forward and receive the bread and then dip it into the juice and then eat. If you'd like to pray, you can pray along the wall here or back in your seat. Uh, we will be closing the service together, so we ask that you give us a couple of moments uh, at the close of the service before departing. We, we want you to know that all are welcome. If you are seeking after Christ, if he is, you're, you're seeking him, we welcome you to receive this gift. You don't have to be a member of our church. If you're from out of town, if this is the first time you're here, we believe this is the Lord's table who invites all to come to him, who seek him. It's, we welcome children to receive this gift. Because this is what God's family does. Sometimes people say, well, do they understand? Well, I'll be honest with you, do I understand? There's so much more going on, I believe, here in this, in this remembrance, but it's even more than a remembrance. It's a reliving, it's a re-entering into what Christ has done for us. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, I believe, in some ways even mirrored in what is happening in the heavenly realms. And so we do this together as God's family knowing that one day all of us will be gathered around his banquet table together in heaven. But today we do this in different places around the world and with different people from all times to receive this gift. If you uh, need gluten-free, our serving station on your far right can serve you that and feel free to move to that area. We'd ask that the four 
these four sections, if you would move to your left and come down the center aisle and receive the bread and the juice and then go back around to your right and come back in that way. And on our far right, guys, if you would come to the center and come down and do the same thing and go back around. And as well for the uh, risers, if you would come down to those who are serving. And if you see a line that's much shorter than yours, you're not bound to stay there. So feel free to go to one that serves you best. Our, our worship team will be providing some worship. It's a time for prayer. It's a time for reflection. Uh, it's a time to think about the covenant and the commitment made. And at the close of the service, if you feel led to help others as a concrete, tangible way, we have a offering baskets for our benevolence fund. And you can drop something in there, and 100% of that is used for those who come to the church in need. Let me invite you, though, as you feel led, come and receive this gift this morning now. As we start this new year, that's what we affirm. We believe. We choose to trust Jesus and to follow him to make this something different and new that we are marking in the sand. We are renewing the covenant as Josiah did 2,600 years ago with those Jews, that we stand in continuity with them because like them, we forget. Like them, we get distracted. Like them, our worship becomes insincere or at least incomplete. And so we start this new year setting this in place. If you want to note this or write it or have it for you, again, we have these. The ushers have them as you walk out, and you're welcome to take that with you as a way of personally remembering this decision, this covenant that you want to live. Would you stand and receive our benediction, which is a blessing, which means you don't have to bow your head. It's not a prayer. May the living Christ go with you. In this new year, may he go before you to guide you, beside you to befriend you, above you to protect you, behind you to encourage you. But most of all, may he go within you to give you his love, his peace, and his courage to live for him in all things. That this world would be different because we are different. In Jesus' name, go. Happy New Year. God bless you. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.